because story is a sense-making device, whatever it is you're trying to convey, incorporating story into that is will, will help people connect in a meaningful way. It will help them make sense of what you're trying to say, and it will contextualize their own experience in relation to sort of what it is you do and why that matters. You know how powerful story is in marketing. You've heard it before, I'm sure, that storytelling allows for deeper levels of communication and connection than any other form of marketing. But for many brands and businesses, I believe there's still a real struggle in working out how to find and communicate their brand story in a way that actually connects with their ideal audience and leads to tangible business results. So in today's episode, I've invited brand storyteller and creative agency owner, Shannon W. Williams to the show to talk about just that. Let's go. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host, Ben Amos, and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. This is episode 247 and I am glad that you're here. If this is your first time listening to the show, then welcome. And if you have if you have been listening before, then welcome back. And if you haven't yet left a rating and a review for this show, that would be super appreciated. Just go to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes and that will link you directly to the Apple Podcast store where you can leave a review. I appreciate you for doing that. So it's been a while since we've done a deep dive on brand storytelling here on the show. So today's interview is full of valuable story marketing nuggets for you to take away. My guest is Shannon W. Williams, principal and lead creative at 10 Speed Studios, a boutique creative and brand development firm based in Columbus, Ohio in the USA, serving solopreneur and small businesses. Shannon is also a StoryBrand certified guide, and importantly, he's a true practitioner of story and branding as it applies to businesses. We cover a lot in this episode, including what makes an unforgettable brand. We talk about how to tell your brand's story in the right way, whilst not positioning yourself as the hero, and even how to tell your own story, but not make it about you. We talk about the difference that story makes in building connection and communicating meaning and a whole lot more. So what's your story and how are you telling it for your business? Let's dive into my interview with Shannon W. Williams to find out more. Shannon W. Williams, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate being here with you. So I gave you a bit of your bio in the introduction there, but I'd love to hear from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So tell us, you know, what do you do and, and how did you get into this, this world of, of business marketing and storytelling and all this good stuff we're going to talk about today? Yeah. So I'm a commercial photographer by trade. I've been shooting professionally for over 16 years full time. And uh, when I started, I was really focused solely on, on photo. Um, and then over time, um, of course, uh, you know, little by little, I had people ask me, uh, so who does your, who does your marketing? Who did your brand development? Who, who does your social media, different things like that. And so, um, of course the answer was always me. I mean, I kind of bootstrapped everything from the beginning. And so, um, I had a few friends make requests for me to help them with some of those things. And then, um, those friends turned into clients, turned into word of mouth referrals. And over time it just became, uh, it just made sense for me to, to sort of brand the effort I was making um, sort of on the side, focusing primarily as a photographer, but then becoming a full service creative agency. And so um, 20, late 2017, I launched 10 Speed Studios officially. And uh, so we do um, brand development and creative content strategy for the small business and the solopreneur. 
and um, it's it's been a wild ride so far. We've got some good things coming up uh, in the future, and so but that's the quick version of how we got here. Nice, very cool. And are there any particular industries that you you focus in on working for, or just any small business, any solopreneur? We've helped a number of people, but I think so far our focus um, continues to come back to um, sort of the C-suite executive, the, um, the high capacity business leader who is trying to develop a personal brand and um, beyond what they've maybe they're already known for, but um, getting set up to um, make some high impact moves, whether that's writing an ebook, whether that's um, getting a publishing deal, whether that's um, creating more opportunities for speaking engagements. So that's where we, that's where we seem to keep coming back and I'm okay with it. I really enjoy that work and um, I enjoy working with high capacity leaders like that. Uh, but we've, we've had an equally good time serving uh, small business um, owners and uh, solopreneurs just getting started too. So it's, it's been, it's run the gamut, but um, this is where we seem to be headed for now. And, and uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. All right, cool. I'm interested to hear from you. And this question probably is going to be quite generalized in a way, but, um, and make some assumptions, but um, I'm interested to hear from you when most businesses come to you, where, what are they doing wrong? It's a big question, I know, but you know, what's the most common things that you're seeing when it comes to a business positioning their brand or, or getting their marketing right? What are the big errors, the big things that people are missing, do you believe? Well, fundamentally, for me, it continually comes back to story. And I know, you know, you and I have chatted about this a little bit, but um, telling the right story and telling the right story to the right people. And so, um, you know, there's there are a lot of folks who are trying to um, connect with uh, a crowd that maybe their former positioning or their previous storytelling approaches really connected with, but the scene has changed, the world has changed, it continues to change, right? And so um, I have to revamp how the stories are being told or what stories are being told. And so I feel like that is fundamentally the issue because um, it comes down to sort of knowing who you are, what story you're telling as a service provider and who you wanna connect with, who you wanna serve, and then helping them do the same. And so. Um, that's why I'm very specific in my in my language, even when I talk about serving solo, uh, the solopreneur small business. I mean, everyone wants to know right away when they find out what you do, what brands have you worked with? Because they want to hear the big sexy names, you know, that that everyone recognizes right away. But um, the truth is, I love working with the solopreneur um, just in concept because they there's that person has worked hard to get from point A to point B, to sort of pedal uphill many times, you know, um, to the point where they, they're putting in the work and they know what it means to, to make some forward progress and to get motion, to get wheels under their ideas. And so um, I love the passion that comes from that. I love where those people are because, because they're working hard, they're putting in the effort and they understand that um, it's not always sexy up front. You know, you got to put in the time, you got to put in the work. And um, so those people are, those people love to absorb information about, um, you know, how to better connect, how to better serve. And story is the first place we start every time. Yeah. Well, of course, I agree. And we've talked about story a bunch on this podcast before, but I think it's still... In many cases, it can still be seen as a bit of a marketing buzzword. You know, us, us marketers, we love talking about story and, and narrative yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And particularly filmmakers, right? They they talk yeah. about brand storytelling and all this great stuff. And we know it's powerful. You know, I think we all agree that it's powerful. But I think the practicality for many businesses in in integrating story into their marketing is where it can sometimes fall flat. Because I think that... Um, when we talk about storytelling in, in branding and marketing, it's not just about telling your origin story or just, you know, telling the story of the company. Can you help us understand really in a practical sense, what does it mean to 
to tell a brand story or to communicate the story behind a brand or a business? Yeah, absolutely. So if you're, if you're a service provider and you're telling your own story, then right away you need to understand you're telling the wrong story because the story you ought to be telling is the story of the person, the client, the tribe you're trying to serve. Um, and so um, really from a brand story, whatever, whatever service you provide or whatever um, product you offer to the marketplace, the story needing be told is the one that um, resonates most powerfully with the person on the receiving end of that service, on the receiving end of that product. And so it's easy to talk about yourself and to go on and, um, you know, tell a long winding story on your about page about, you know, who started the company and how long you've been around and why it's a passion of yours. And there's truthfully, there's a place and a time for that story, but it's, but too many of us lead with that. Too many of us start there thinking that if they know I'm passionate about X, then they'll hire me to help them with X and being passionate about it isn't enough or having history with it isn't enough. What has to happen in telling a brand story is helping people understand that you know where they are, that you have um, you have insight into the problems they're living with, the conflicts they're trying to solve and the hurdles they're trying to overcome. And so um, that's the beginning of the story for them. That's what makes them pause when they're scrolling through Instagram. And that's what makes them spend more than 30 seconds on your landing page of your website, because automatically they've seen or heard something there that says, I think there's something here that I need. I think they understand something about what I'm trying to overcome that I should pay a little closer attention to. And so from the, the hero section of the homepage all the way down to the contact form, everything in between, all the messaging has got to be consistent toward helping them understand that you feel their pain, you empathize with where they're at, and, and, and you're invested in helping them hurdle whatever it is in front of them. Yeah. I'm interested, um, many people, when they think about storytelling, I think purely because of the generalized understanding of what a story is, tend to think that when you're implementing story in your marketing, that it needs to be once upon a time, or it all started when I was a boy. And, you know, these kind of story structures that are, and language that I think people are used right. to when it comes to story. But what you're talking about there, I mean, you're not going to write a once upon a time story in the header of your, like the headline of your website in the hero section, right? So, you know, what, how do you think that we practically implement story into our marketing? Because it is through words, but it's also through our images, obviously video content. Can you paint a picture of what it looks like in a practical sense? Yeah, so I, I think first of all, the words really do matter. Um, and I wanna spend a moment on that before we get into video yeah. or image or anything else. So the words really matter because they form the foundation of, of uh, the messaging. The, anything we do visually, uh, whether it's photo, video, graphic design, anything, it's really gotta be a tool of delivery to getting that message out. So the words have gotta be right. Um, and so I think, I think fundamentally what has to happen is we have to get busy at the outset, identifying the problem that we can help people overcome. And I think we've got to get right to it, honestly, like, um, the, the temptation is to try to be clever or funny or cute or, uh, try to sort of, um, you know, open as wide a door as possible so that you can get as many people through the front door at, at first chance. But being very specific in the messaging right off the bat, helping people understanding this is, this is who I serve, this is how I serve you, this is why, this is what we can do together. But from there, you know, certainly then the visual is crucial. I mean, we, we talk about, um, when we tell, even a tagline I use on our web, website, we say, um, you know, your story is moving all the more so when your images are. And um, so there's something about that visual combined with the right messaging that does in fact impact us on a deep level. It connects to us emotionally. And that frankly is where we're making a lot of our buying decisions from. 
Um, that's where we make decisions about how we feel about a brand, uh, whether or not it should mean anything to us and whether or not it's compelling us uh, to, to take a certain action st uh, going forward. And so um, it really is about the feeling. It's got to it's got to connect on an emotional level and everything from the um, uh, a simple graphic design to some still images to the video segments themselves you know really got to come back to that core message and and connect on an emotional level so with that in mind do you believe that um, businesses should be really focused on getting clear on what their core or underlying story is for their brand um, before they implement it into individual pieces of content like is did you think that there's kind of one central story and then obviously there's lots of kind of individual stories that can be told but do you understand where i'm going with that is there a central story absolutely. for every business or there should be absolutely i think there is and i think it takes it can take some work to uh to get to get through discovery and help business owners understand that part of the reason that's true and it's true for even me and i'm, I'm guessing you would say the same because we're so close to the thing right we're so invested we're so We've, we've been looking at it day after day for weeks and months and years. And so sometimes um, the confusion is our own fault because we haven't stepped back far enough or we haven't dug in far enough uh, to discover really what that core uh, message is about. And so my experience personally has been that I tend to confuse things or complicate things more than I need to. And I, and I find that the simplest uh, message really is where the most clarity comes from, not only in what I'm offering to people, but even how I understand um, the fundamental drivers in my own business and why I'm doing it. And so there is a core story. Um, it doesn't have to do it. it uh, even though there, again, there may be expression, a point in time for an expression about, you know, where we started and why, but ultimately the, the, um, the consumer, uh, wants to know how it serves them. They want to know right away how it helps them. And I think that's what we've got to get at. And so to make that as clear and as accessible as possible and, and make that the core of everything that we build on. Yeah, I think for, for us as creatives, and I don't know if you have this experience as well, but I think, you know, because we come at things from a creative angle, I think that we do tend to try and be too creative and, and maybe too clever right sometimes yeah. um, and sometimes we need to pull that back and go well you know what's the what's the clearest way that we can communicate this story in a way that people just get it instantly and that way your marketing's effective rather than just confusing right yes. do you come across that struggle absolutely i mean you know sometimes you 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 put together you put all this work together and this you can you compile what you think is a really compelling piece and then uh you know you run it past a few close friends and family members you know how this goes then they say okay that's kind of good but like what what am i supposed to do now what do i what do i do with that what's yeah. next like i don't understand like it looks really sweet it's 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 a cool thing you've done but like i'm not sure what to do next you know and that um you know so it's the, we realize in the process as creatives like we still this discipline around cutting back the noise and dialing back into that central message and making everything accessible. Not only what that is, but then as also, as I alluded to, just even the clarity around next steps. What does it take to engage with us? What does it take to buy product X or enroll in service X? It's gotta be clear. And um, if, it's, if it's bundled in, you know, a compelling visual that at the end of the day doesn't make sense and we haven't we really haven't helped anyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's just reminding me of something that we're going through in my agency right now of um, working with a, an e-commerce brand with the significant Facebook and Instagram ad spend and we're creating mm. the ad creative for them. And as mm -hmm. creatives, we, and we're, we're very close, we understand the product very well. But, you know, when you've got like, a matter of milliseconds and seconds to engage the audience and move them towards wanting to click through and then obviously buy when they land on that e-commerce site. You can't be too creative. You've got to just get the message across very quickly and very clearly, uh, which, you know, can sometimes be a little bit of a mindset shift for us as creatives. 
we want to kind of put a Super Bowl ad kind of approach into things where it's like great story being told and, you know, beautiful kind of cinematography and, you know, the story leads up to this climax and, you know, it's really a powerful moment that doesn't work in a 15-second Facebook ad, right? You need to target and figure out who you're targeting and how you can get that message across in the fastest way. Yeah, we just don't have the luxury of that time. And I'm not sure we, we have for a long time, but I feel like we we yeah. know and understand the pressure now more than ever. I mean, I saw somebody recently on LinkedIn talking about um, kind of arguing for the reason behind a concise and well-written copy. And she was, which I of course agree with, but she was saying people don't have time to digest this, this um, you know, long articles or blog pieces or whatever anymore. I'm not sure that it's we don't have time. I think it's that we've lost the discipline to engage in long form content because we're so used to being bombarded with information 24 seven uh, from even from sources we're, that we're not welcoming, you know, from sources that we may not want to be connected to or hear from at all, but we get it nonstop. And so it's exhausting our attention span and it's exhausting our discipline around what am I even listening to and why? And so, um, so then there are unfortunately occasions when there is something that matters, um, whether it's a piece of news or it's a product offering or service offering or a connection, even from a friend or from a fellow business, uh, business colleague, we miss it because we've, we've lost the discipline around eliminating noise and choosing carefully what we listen to. And so I think as marketers, we just have to understand that's the reality we live in. And it's, it's only going to continue, you know, I mean, um, you know, I think, I think we will find ourselves being challenged at every turn going forward, uh, trying our best to uh, figure out how to deliver clear, concise, compelling messages uh, in, in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. I agree. And I think it's less, it is really less about attention spans being the issue. I think it's more around, you know, how we tell the right story with the right messaging based on the audience and the context that they're in. You know, mm -hmm. like I think um, when someone, let's just use, you know, good copy and good storytelling on a, on a website, for example, someone lands on your website it's not that they have a short attention span if they bounce quickly. It's because they didn't, understand the value that that website is going to provide them very quickly through the first moments of story that they engaged with, you know, in the headline and so on. But if mm -hmm. it captures that person and draws them down the site, then they will be on your website for five, 10 minutes, you know, if it's telling a good story. So equally true for your YouTube content or for your Facebook videos and, and so on, right? You need to just think about how, how you can, show up for the audience in a way that matters to them and move them through to take the action that you want them to take. Yeah, that's right, Ben. And I, I love even the phrase show up or showing up. I think that's really important for us to, to connect on because, because I think there's a feeling like when, if, if you and I are going to have a conversation and then we, by the time we finish, I feel like I walk away, even if I can't articulate, if I can walk away feeling like Ben, Ben really showed up today. Like this exchange was powerful. It was, it made a difference for me. It's going to make a difference for me. That language, that feeling, that idea is so crucial and um, consumers are more savvy than ever. And so if they feel there's something disingenuous about who you are, what you're offering or how you're doing it, or even just that you're being lazy about it. Um, they, they rightly understand that you haven't shown up for them and they'll bounce and go somewhere else. I like that. Oh, that was a loud motorbike going past. Yeah, That's okay. Yeah, That's the joys of recording. Um, <laughs> hey, so I, I love that idea of showing up versus, uh, you know, show like actually showing up, right? Um, show up yeah. versus showing up. I, I really, I really love that distinction. I've not heard that before. So Thanks for sharing that. I'm interested to get into some tactical stuff with you just in your, in your role as a, as a narrative strategist or whatever you call yourself these days. It's um, mm -hmm. your, your role, obviously, in your, your agency is to help unpack those stories for businesses that maybe don't know 
what their story is. They're coming to you to, to shed some light on that. So what's your process? How, how, do, you, how do you figure out what stories to tell for a, for a business? So I think it starts with understanding who they're trying to serve, who they're trying to connect yeah. with. You know, so I had a client um, months ago who was an author, a new author, writing a, uh, a book of poetry. And it was a very specific um, kind of poetry because it was written from the female perspective, uh, the wife in a struggling marriage. And so um, understanding right off the bat, naturally, this is not probably not a book that a lot of men are going to pick up and understanding the fact that this is not necessarily a book that a lot of single women are are, are going to be drawn to necessarily. And so even if they hear from a married friend that the book is fabulous, that the poetry um, uh, is engaging and and beautifully written, um, it's probably not going to connect with them. And so I think understanding who who you're reaching, who you're serving is, is key, first of all. And so the story uh, can be beautifully written and visually compelling, but if it's aimed at the wrong person, it will still miss the mark, regardless of how beautifully done it is. And so it starts with understanding who you're serving and, and being specific about that. You know, what does she look like? How does she dress? Where does she shop? And so understanding that, um, for this particular author, we were addressing women who, for the most part, were um, had been married for a minute. You know, they 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 weren't newlyweds. They've been around enough to know that you know marriage, successful marriage, takes work. Um, and some days, some months, some years get really difficult and become really taxing, and that takes a toll. And so. Even in some of those sorts of descriptors I offered right there, the, the, the idea of taking this taking its toll on you, that was one of the first place we, we hung our, uh, places we hung our hats because it was this idea around wanting to connect with a woman who's tired, but she's still, um, she's tired, she's frustrated, she's lonely, but she still is feeling hope and wanting her marriage to move forward. And so... Um, the way we framed it eventually for this author was that um, her poetry was the purpose it served for these women was to help them express how they feel so they can better connect with her partner and move toward healing. I love that. And I think that really exemplifies what I've talked about before on this show is, is the most important, I, I believe the most important skill for good marketers is is empathy and understanding mm. how to practice empathy and and practice empathy, you know, it, with their clients because, you know, what you're really exemplifying there, Shannon, is um, if you're helping your client, you know, understand that, uh, you know, female going through marriage issues, like that's obviously not you, right? You're not a female and, well, I don't know about right. your marital situation right now, but, you know, it right. requires right. empathy, right? It requires yeah. empathy for you to help them understand that and, and unpack that. So, um, Absolutely. yeah, and I believe that's about and, asking yeah. the right questions, right? Absolutely. And understanding who you're serving. And I think, you know, you know, as well as anybody, none of us like to be addressed from an ivory tower. And so this idea of like, well, I'm, uh, I'm standing above you and, and reaching down to help you up and, and, you know, dis- dispensing, uh, wisdom for you to take as these nuggets and, you know, eventually you'll be up where I am. No, it's really about getting down in the trenches, even with your messaging to understand on a feeling level, what's, where's this going to connect or is it going to connect? And, and the empathy of course is a, is a massive part of that. Yeah. So once you've got that understanding and you, and you've kind of practice that empathy and you, you really understand that what's at the heart of the audience that you're trying to serve or a business or brand is trying to serve. What, what's next? How do you go from that understanding to getting the messaging right? Is it just about creative wordsmithing? I think it's helping them understand there's a way forward. And then the next yeah. step then is identifying the way forward. And so, um, it's, it's about, um, uh, bridging the gap, if you will. So you, you've got a hand reaching across the chasm to the person you're serving, the person you're helping, but you have an eye 
on their future, on where they can get to and sort of their aspirational transformation or who they're trying to become or what they're trying to, um, to be successful at. And so it's about bridging that gap and showing them the way forward. And so, um, uh, again, back to simplicity and clarity, um, creating some simple steps forward that show we can get from point A to point B. Uh, we don't have to get to from A to Z overnight, but getting from point A to point B gets you from to B to C and, and, and so on. And so uh, providing some simple next steps around what it looks like for us to move forward together. Um, for you to engage my services or for you to buy this product. And so you really want to take the effort. I mean, you want to take the effort, uh, a lot of the extraneous effort out of the, out of the process If they're burning too many calories to understand like, well, what, what now? Um, they'll, dis they'll disengage, you know, so really making it, making the process, the next steps very accessible. Yeah, so it's really about, you know, as you know, like Donald Miller um, talks about in the story brand framework, the idea of, you know, the business being the guide and showing the path forward for that, that hero character, right? That, that customer to really understand, you know, what's the journey that, that I need to go on and the business that you're representing there is, is the guide that's going to lead them on that, on that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So from that, you know, understanding there, like, I, I, I love that as a, as a framework, as a, as a theoretical idea, but when you're working with your clients, do you then kind of craft that into some kind of a specific narrative, even if, if it's just like an internal document for a client, like this is your brand story, these, this paragraph or this, you know, page is your story. Do, do, do you go that far or what, what does it actually look like? Yeah, I think you do go that far, but built into that story um, is is the idea. You're so you've you you start to understand what their aspirational identity is. You start to understand where they want to get to, and then again, you help them link to that. And so part of it is helping them see the see that that's possible. You know, if you think about like um, weight loss products, obviously that's a uh, um, uh, or the services of a personal trainer. You know, this is why we show images and video before and after um, shots of this is what it looks like before I engaged her services. This is what it looks like now, 90 days in, and I've gone through this 90 day transformation challenge and I'm, I'm following this nutrition plan and I'm working out according to how I'm being instructed. And so we, we, we start to see that there is hope, that there is a way forward and we start to weave their story of where they are with being frustrated, um, not being successful at a given thing, weaving that into this idea of that, the fact that you don't have to stay there. You're not stuck there. And we know you're not stuck there because we've helped other people move from there to here. And truthfully, even, I mean, the 10 speed studios name, to be honest with you, uh, if I can indulge that for a minute, it comes from that very place. I mean, um, I was a 10-year-old uh, uh, eating a, bo a, bo a bowl of cereal one morning and entered a drawing contest I found on the back of a cereal box. Um, and the challenge of the drawing contest was to, was to um, draw these three little characters uh, that were part of the cereal's brand and uh, show them on a camping trip eating their own cereal. And so... Um, I drew the picture, sent it off. Uh, two or three months went by. I'd kind of forgotten about it, to be honest with you. And this was back in the day when there were no scanners, there were no email. You actually mailed a physical hard copy off to the company. And so I came home from school one day and my mom hands me this envelope and she says, something came from you for you and I think you're gonna be excited to read it. So I pull this letter out and I'm, I'm informed right away in the opening line that I won first place in this drawing contest and the grand prize is a 10 speed bicycle. And so we, we go about a week later to this, this dealership where we pick up this bike. And I mean, I saw this thing in the window, it was beautiful, uh, candy apple red, metallic finish. I mean, it was just stunning for in my 10 year old eyes, it couldn't have been more perfect. And we took that home and 
the reason I'm even telling this story is because the way it felt in the next few moments that happened, I got to the top of the hill in my neighborhood. I pedaled as hard as I could and I cruised down that, that hill. I felt the wind in my hair. I mean, the sun on my face. And it was amazing because that was the first time that I got from point A to B on my own. You know, as a 10 year old, it's like you go because yeah. you, you're on foot or because you're in your parents' car. But I did that myself and it was an amazing feeling. And I felt the same way in my small business 16 years ago, the very first time I was hired by a client and then we finished the project and money changed hands. It was that feeling all over again because in my mind I was going, I got from point A to point B on my own. I did the work and this is where I'm at and it felt amazing. And that's why um, I think that um, helping people understand you don't have to stay immobile. You don't have to stay stuck. You can move from where you are to where you want to be. And the story has to be crafted in such a way that helps them connect to that on a feeling level, but then also show them the way forward with some clear steps about progress. I love that. I love that story. And I love that, how that ties into your, your brands. Do you, do you feel that that's a, a good approach to take to find a personal story that becomes somewhat of a metaphor for the transformation that a business provides? Or is that just one kind of tool in your toolkit? I do think it can be a great tool. Um, I don't think it should necessarily be a go-to, but when it, when it exists authentically, I think it makes all the sense in the world to use it and to share it and to frame it in a way that helps people understand why it matters. Um, but uh, that, that sort of origin story doesn't exist for everyone, of course. And so um, if, it, if it starts to, you know, if it's not authentic, people are going to know. Um, and they're going to feel it even if, uh, even if it sort of hits the mark. They're still going to feel that this, is, this not, doesn't quite add up. And so I think we have to have that ready as a tool. Um, but not necessarily lean on it as primary. Yeah. And the real art form there is in, in telling an origin story in a way that isn't just all about you, right? It's not all, it's not all about you. Like what I think, you know, really resonates about your story is it's, it, it does become a metaphor for the journey that the businesses that you help are on, um, which makes it about them, even though it's yes. your origin story in a way, right? So I think that's the critical thing for our listeners to understand is there are ways to tell a personal story or an origin story in a way that isn't just about about you, about, um, you know, it is about the, the hero who is the customer, the client, the person that you're helping, right? That's right. If you can make that connection between the customer you're serving and the and your own origin story, then then fabulous. I mean, that that's it's a powerful tool. Um, but there may be other ways to work to incorporate your own origin story into um, into other places where your messaging um, has a little more elbow room. And by that, I mean, you know, for instance, not every we got to be very deliberate on our websites, for instance, about what what goes in the header, you know, what kind of messaging lands above the fold. And so um, you know, same with video, same with anything, any other piece that we're developing. It's like, could be very specific about uh, what that sort of core concept is and what we're trying to communicate, but then leave room in other places in our marketing collateral for, uh, for something like an origin story to connect in a different way if it doesn't have immediate application in, in, uh, in the, the provider to customer connection. Yeah. Awesome. So just as we start to wrap up here, I'm interested to just steer the ship very directly into the world of video marketing. We've talked very generally about storytelling and narrative in, in branding and business, but I know you also, you know, help your clients with content, including video content. So what role do you think that this, this narrative and storytelling approach has in, in video and, and I guess not just in the most obvious way of like, you know, telling a brand story in video, but, you know, video can take all sorts of forms. Um, where do you think this narrative structure kind of plays into video? 
Well, I think fundamentally, if you think first to just in terms of the way we experience film, you know, um, I've, I have four sons and from the time my sons were very young, I mean, I was taking them to the movies every opportunity uh, we had because, and, and, and they probably remember me saying on uh, frequent occasions after leaving the movie theater, just saying, uh, listen, storytellers are the ones who change the world. Um, because it's really um, the beautiful thing about video is that it puts, um, it adds another layer of dimension with, um, with what we feel and how we connect to the meaning of what's being said. Because it's not just something that we're seeing as a flat image. Even though I think a flat, I mean, I'm a photographer, so I believe a flat image can still be powerful and still communicate things. And sometimes um, is the way to go. But where video is concerned, what I love about it is it's so nuanced. You can get a sense of body language. You can get a sense of, you can under, you can hear tone of voice. You can, you can um, see the nuance and even the way when if, if somebody's being interviewed or um, the, for instance, it could be a simple talking headpiece, right? So, um, but, but the way that a person's face lights up when they start to talk about a certain thing or a certain phrase and their body language shifts, they start to engage on a different level. That's why video is so, is so powerful is because it gives us access to these other dimensions that we can't quite get through, through, um, most other avenues, you know? Um, if you think of the spectrum from, say, a boring keynote presentation that has bullet points and factoids and numbers, the next level up would be infographics, right? So um, there's at least something visual to help us understand what's, what's happening. But then a photo takes it to the next level because we're starting to see a story around um, just visualized data. But then you add video to it, all of a sudden the world opens up on an entirely new level and it helps um one of the things I, I i feel like it does it just helps us connect in a meaningful way you know it 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 affords the opportunity to connect in a human way and connect in a meaningful way where some of those other mediums just just don't quite hit the mark yeah and i think when we combine that that powerful kind of one-two punch of rational imparting of information and emotional connection that video affords, I think. And we combine that with what we've talked about earlier in this show around the importance of storytelling and, and narrative structure there of it being about, about the audience and the pain that they're feeling and showing the journey that they can go on and kind of moving them through that journey. I think, I think that can apply to any video, whether it be a, an explainer type video through to a, frequently asked questions, talking head thing, right up to a, you know, high concept brand story, right? So uh, is that how you feel that, you know, this mindset around storytelling can apply to any form of communication? Absolutely. And I think, you know, the reality is you're going to make them feel something, right? They're going to feel something. We just, our goal as storytellers is to, is to make them connect and feel what we're hoping to convey and, and what and and leaving them with the very thing we want them to walk away with so they're going to feel something question is are they do they feel disconnected do they feel bored do they feel uninformed do they feel distracted because it's um you know for for any host of reasons but uh, so they're going to feel it it's they're going to feel something um the reality is what do we need to be doing? How do we need to be building this piece in a way that helps them feel the right thing? And so, um, listen, I had a conversation recently with a prospective client who, I, and I'll, I'll keep the, the details um, anonymous, but it was a scenario where a group of people had the opportunity to be in front of some very powerful uh, people, not only with access to funds, but with access to uh, policy, with access to uh, government support, with access to movers and shakers who could really be part of making something happen around the particular idea they were trying to share. And um, they sent their presentation to us and asked us if we would take a look at it because initially they thought, 
well, this is we're in pretty good shape here, but we'd love for somebody else to take a look at, at the uh, the pitch deck. And so, you know, immediately what was apparent from page one of the pitch deck was that it lacked it lacked human element. There was no what the problem this group was trying to solve. Um, I wish I could share details, but it was it was it's really important. It's fundamental even to sort of uh, across cultures around sort of um, uh, groups of people trying to survive and thrive and do better for themselves. And so this issue was and, and is very important to me, um, even as a citizen. And so I was excited to be part of this. And yet the, the most glaring thing that I noticed up front was there was no human element in the story. It was or, or in the presentation. There was no story. It was um, a mm. very factual presentation about this is who we are. This is these are our credentials. This is what we want to do. And we need your help. And yeah. um, they had 30 minutes allotted um, in front of this particular person, this official. And, you know, one of the things we told them right up front was, uh, first of all, no, you're not you're not going to have 30 minutes. You might have 20 minutes at best. And if they if that person walks in late, you know, then um, any number of things could happen. They could uh, they could have. Um, you know, an aide tell them they've got an important call that they've got to take immediately. And so uh, any number of things I said, so, you know, you've, we've really got to capture their minds in the first, you know, minute and 30 seconds. We have to give them a compelling reason to listen further and to give you the rest of that 15, 20 minutes and be motivated then on the other side of that to do something. Yeah. And so you just brought story into the mix. And yeah, I assume... Yeah. Happy ending, right? They got the deal. I don't know. You don't well, need to share what happened. <laughs> well, we, we came a long way from where we started. Let's put it that way. And uh, and yeah. progress is being made. So we're still working at it. But uh, but yeah, story, story was key. And exactly to your point, Ben, I, I think regardless of the format, whether it's high concept or not, um, just understanding that because story is a sense-making device, whatever it is you're trying to convey, um, you know, incorporating story into that is will, will help people connect in a meaningful way. It will help them make sense of what you're trying to say, and it will contextualize their own experience in relation to sort of what it is you do and why that matters. Yeah, I love it. Fantastic, Shannon. So wh where do you want to leave us today? For the listener who, whether they are feeling now that they need to better understand and implement story for their own business or be more structured and, and get better at helping their clients understand their story better. Um, what would be the first step or, or what do you want to leave us with? I think, um, I think clarity is key. And so the first step is if you're not able to succinctly and clearly explain uh, to your clients or to prospective customer, what it is you do and why it should matter to them. Um, if you can't do that, um, then, then it probably means you're not clear on those things for yourself. We spoke about the story brand framework and one of the reasons yep. why it matters to me is because that framework is really a big part of what helped me find clarity around, uh, around my own business, around what I was offering to people and how I was trying to serve people. And so, that clarity is key. Um, um, it, it brings direction to the way your brand voice ought to sound. Um, it brings uh, clarity. To, it brings direction to the way your your brand aesthetic needs to look and feel. And um, it, it's it's key. It's, it, you've got to start there. You know, we try. We do get the wagon before the horse too many too many times. And so, um, let's tie up the horse for a minute. Um, let's tie up the wagon for a minute. Let's figure out where we're headed and what it's going to, and, and get clear about what it's going to take to get there. And that always begins with the fundamental messaging around, around who we are and what we're trying to do. Yeah. I love it. As Donald Miller says, if you confuse, you lose. Right. So, um, right. you know, I think that's, that's an important thing to leave people with. So, Hey, thanks for your time today, Shannon. This has been, this has been a really interesting conversation for myself as a, as a, storyteller and and as a marketer and um hopefully for our listeners too so for people that want to 
follow more about what you guys are up to at 10 Speed Studios or connect with you, where's the best place for people to go? Thanks, Ben. I appreciate that. And I've enjoyed being with you as well. They can connect with us at 10speedstudios.com. It's spelled um, with the number 10 in 10speedstudios.com. And all the information is there. And we'd love to, we'd love to uh, chat with any folks who, who have interest. And you're active on the socials. What about if people want to connect with you directly? I connected with you on LinkedIn, I think it was. So yeah. is LinkedIn your place or Instagram? Uh, link, LinkedIn is good. Instagram is good too. I'm, I'm on Instagram every day. And so I'm at 10 Speed Studios is the easiest place to find me there. And uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see us there pretty quickly. And uh, again, we'd love to connect with, with folks and talk some more. Nice, cool. Well, if you have enjoyed listening to what Shannon had to say today, guys, then connect to him on Instagram and let him know that you heard him on the show. We'll have uh, links that were mentioned here and at the show notes at engagevideomarketing.com slash 246 for episode 246. Engagevideomarketing.com slash 246. Shannon W. Williams from 10 Speed Studios. Awesome to have you here. Thanks for your insight. Thanks, Ben, for having me. I appreciate spending time with you. All right, there you go. Thanks again to Shannon for joining me here on the show. You'll find links to Shannon and his agency in the show notes for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash 247. So I appreciate you for joining me for this episode and I hope you've got a lot of value once again out of these interviews that I'm bringing to you. We've got another interview coming next week uh, and I won't mention who that is just yet, but he has written the book on TikTok advertising. So I can't wait to bring him to you next week. So until then, my friends, stay well, keep being strategic with your marketing and telling great stories. I'm Ben Amos from Engage Video Marketing and it's my role to help engage your ideal audiences to action through effective video marketing strategy and I will see you in next week's episode.